Thank you for downloading this month in drinking history, a comedy drinking game show where comedians compete to avoid picking up the bar tab. Just so you know, we do drink during these recordings, so as with every good pub conversation, some information will be inaccurate, facts can become distorted, and lies may be told. So grab your drink and join us. This month in drinking history. So, welcome to this month in drinking history. As always, we've got Thomas Craven with us. We've got Ricky Lamond and a very special guest. We have Vladimir McTavish. So, we will start, as always, with who, what, cheers. So, Thomas, who are you? (laughs) I am Thomas Craven, Obi's replacement, formerly Crowby. Maybe we're off that subject now, I think. Maybe, maybe. I don't know for anyone who's listening continuously. (laughs) You chain listeners out there. And I'm doing a I'm doing a Polish cheers. Polish cheers. This week I'm doing Nazdrovnia. Nazdrovia. There you go. You can tell I butchered that. <laughs> You're welcome, Polish people. <laughs> and what are you drinking this month? Uh, this month I'm drinking Henry Weston's apple cider. Eight point two percent for you scrumpy apple drinkers out there in the West Country. Some hard so, shit. So we're moving to our friend here <laughs> <laughs> on that one. Thanks for that. Real almond. Uh, Can you tell us who you are, what you're drinking and what your cheers is this month? Uh, Yeah, I'm Raheel Ahmed. I like how you're introducing us and then making us introduce ourselves as well. Well, It's more a worry. (laughs) We we, we know your name, we want to know who you are. It's like a Tinder profile. Come on. How how long have we got? (laughs) 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 This isn't like, are you going to psychoanalyze me? Maybe at the end. Right. um, Okay, so the drink is, uh, I'm also having cider this month. Uh, I've gone for strawberry and lime, Copperberg. Not as strong, just 4%. Ooh. Um, but yeah, still, still nice, still tasty. And my cheers this month is Ura, which according to Google is Russian for cheers. I'm, I'm going to go with dubious fact on well, that. Well, I'm going to trust Google. Okay. Right? <laughs> and also, it's because it sounds a bit like my name, like Ura. <laughs> like. <laughs> so, as that brings us to our very special guest this month, we have Vladimir McTagish. Hey. So, who... Drink and cheers, Vlad. Right, yeah, I'm Vladimir McTavish. Uh, I am a stand-up comedian. And uh, I am drinking uh, Bira Moretti. Practically bilingual. Um, <laughs> as everyone else is around this table. Um, <laughs> yeah, Italian, Italian premium lager. I think it's probably 5% thereabouts, something like that. Uh, and my cheers is up your bum. <laughs> Another good Scottish one there, that's it. So, so what we'll do is we'll move on to our first round. As always, we kick things off with our first round. This month's reason for drinking. So, Thomas, hello. What is this month's reason for drinking for you? Uh, this month's reason for drinking for me would be to do with just me going around the country and getting into a competition, and then coming back and doing other gigs. And I feel like. The stress of a touring comic is not something I fully understand. Maybe I never will. But alcohol definitely helps. I can say that much. <laughs> so, so, so you think you're funny? You were down there. It was indeed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How was it? How did it go? It went well. Yeah. But then again, I've been wrong before. So. Right, you know yet if you got through? No, they don't tell people until like July sometime. Right. Because I think if they had just instantly come out and said, you're not getting through... Maybe someone might get up on stage and throw a mic stand into the crowd. Right. And that might be me, I don't know. Depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. oh, so God. you don't know if it's like a celebratory drink or a commissary? Do you ever? Uh, 
<laughs> I just think it helps with trying to function on oh, very okay. low amounts of sleep. Mm. Oh. So there you go. You add a little bit of alcohol to that mixture and it calms you down just enough. You know. So mm. the, this is the life of a touring comic. That's a good one. So we'll move on. Rahil Ahmed, what is this month's reason for drinking for you? Uh, yeah, so basically just to, to celebrate the fact that my sister's uh, graduating her master's degree. Um, because this is your younger sister? My little sister, yeah. She's getting... Uh, Masters in theology and text images, so she's one of the first academics to write about a uh, Muslim representation in comic books. Oh, right. So That's it's cool. like but also text. Sorry, did you say text images? Yeah, so textual images is like the academic term for, for comic, comic books. books. Yeah, oh, well, right, okay. uh, actually, or like any moving picture story. Design. Yeah, okay. I mean, like typography. <laughs> yeah, as well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she she like um, she put forward the idea that because like Arabic is written in a certain way, mm-hmm. um, and with the borders and stuff like that, that that could be technically interpreted like as a comic book as well. Um, and like part of the you know narrative of obviously Muslims in the media is mainly talking about you know the representation that's the key thing um, and like because I think it's better to like you know celebrate your family's accomplishments I'm just going to say <laughs> Rahila, it sounds like your family would be very proud of her and you yeah. say the same sentiment for yourself uh, well, that's why, yeah, is to celebrate other people's achievements. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, want to talk about that. Law degree go. Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. moving swiftly on, uh, Vlad, what is your month's reason for drinking? My reason for drinking this month is the fact that it's June. That's, that's, that's good enough reason. Good enough. Yeah, <laughs> warm my reason last month was that it was May. <laughs> Usually, that's my reason for drinking in any given month. is... The month, uh, yeah. It's the month it is. It's, I is have it? given up. I have given up drinking from an entire. I once gave up drinking the whole of January, which in, in hindsight was ridiculous. Well, that's the worst. I know. Month yeah. to I give know. up drinking. In. Tell me about it. I've done it. It's dark. It's cold. Yeah. You're just you're in a massive hangover from Christmas. Mm, yeah. It's like it's designed to mess with you. We're living Scotland yeah. perfect. Mm, I, I think know. when people say they do dry January, what they really mean is that they. Wasted all their money on Christmas and they can't afford booze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, is that you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd say so. Like they, they're trying to pass it off as like a really like, oh, look at the sacrifice I'm making. But really, they're just like, I'm just cutting back because I can't afford Does it. It, yeah. not, it also means that you can drink more for the rest of the year. Yeah. That builds that's, up your drinking. But the reason for drinking in June yeah. is because it's Scotland and it's June. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's as depressing as January, but there's a hell of a lot more daylight. Yeah. <laughs> are you moving? Is, are you drinking because you're celebrating June, or you're, are you are you trying to get out of June? I guess I'm just looking for reasons to be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's in it's the lack of day, it, 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 it's lack of nighttime hours. Yeah, you have you, to mm. you have to numb yourself somehow. Dude, you're Making the most of the days, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. spending the summer days that. outside. Enjoying a nice drink. Yeah, but if you don't drink in June, you wake up about four in the bloody morning because mm. it's right outside. Daryl Breen said that the best, right? He says being like a, a working at night, people don't understand what it's like trying to sleep during the day. Right. Mm. Because daylight will find you. It doesn't matter. You can right. pull every drape in your house, every curtain, everything like that, but it'll shine in through a crack, bounce off a light fitting, and hit you right in the face when you're <laughs> well, trying to sleep. Well, see, that's the thing. Doing what we do is sometimes you get back from any of this as well. Don't you? you get back from a, a long drive or something, and they need a little bit of time to wind down. So quite often at this time of year, by the time you're actually getting to your bed, it's getting light. I think we've dealt with that one, so we'll move on to the next one. 
So round three, we've got your new alcohol ad. This is a new advert for either drinks that exist or even maybe a drink you'll make up. So Thomas, what is your alcohol ad this month? Mine is for a real drink again, because mm-hmm. last week went really well, I felt. And that is sarcasm. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I don't know if I've seen this on a t-shirt or if just a homeless guy said it to me once, but it's just simply buck fast makes you fucked fast. And I think that's a concise way of putting what that drink is. And I've never tried it, but I've been told it tastes like wine and broken dreams. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah, buck fast gets you fucked fast is a common saying in Coat Bridge yeah. that I've heard a lot. <laughs> is uh, that what they say when... Someone buys one, uh, like in a cash and carry. Not they have to just, sign just it off. Before you that. drink it, I think <laughs> that's what you say. <laughs> is that, the, is that their yeah, cheers? Yeah. I think it's on the original coat of arms in Latin. Yeah, I think mm, it's, no. it's that old. Yeah, because mm. in the actual Abbey as well. Yeah, because well, five years ago when you know we were having the run up to independence referendum, there was uh, serious concerns in Devon about how the local economy would. Would function? Function. <laughs> <laughs> With access to the free market of Scotland. And uh, one one thing that we're thinking about was making that area around Buckfast Abbey sovereign Scottish territory. I reckon I that it. if you pitch that properly on a, on a decent East End night, you could get loads of people to invade. <laughs> just like, <laughs> fucking right, yeah. Yeah. let's yeah. take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An army of Neds. I just, I yeah. Order on the bus, we are like a... a a cheap ass day ticket, like just tracks it. They all go. <laughs> so like that, the, because I have a very that would be that would be the advert. That would be the advert exactly. Yeah. See, I think it'd be like a load of a whole bunch of East End people, mm, yeah. all there, um, just invading Buckfast Abbey. Yeah, so a lot of tracksuits just running towards an abbey, <laughs> storming <laughs> it, and then just Freedom. the buck, yeah the Buckfast <laughs> logo just yeah. fades in. Because I think nine, was it, it's a ridiculously high percentage of Buckfast is consumed in the west of Scotland. It's yeah. about 90%. Yeah, well, do you know where the next highest place for consumption of Buckfast is? Somewhere it's, posh, isn't it? No, it's not. No, it's, <laughs> it's Galway. Oh, right. It's Galway. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just people who've drunk so much Buckfast. They've, lost. They've, <laughs> they've drunk themselves lost and yeah. dyslexic. <laughs> Just like, that was a little I got to go. Go me, I'm close enough. Uh, close enough. <laughs> no. no, seriously, it is. Go uh, in fact, there's a comedy club in Galway where I don't know if the guy's still running it, but he used to, he used to get the, he used to go and the compere used to go on stage with a bottle of Buckfast at the start of the gig and give the whole front row of the audience Buckfast. That's wine at a communion. That's yeah. just. Straight into the whole. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that anymore. You can't. It's like it'll be wafers next. This is my body. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know where I'm going with it. So Um, is that your advert then? Like the. I guess so. I feel like we workshopped an advert between us. You know, we come up with some beautiful imagery. So thanks for that, Thomas. So uh, and Raheel, okay, where's your alk ad for this month? Um, so my ad is uh, the drink and the ad um, in the kind of the same vein. So this is for my uh, new drink, which is a, a mango rum daiquiri. Um, and so the advert that I can imagine is there's like, you know, the, a monkey is just lying where, where they sleep trees. Yeah. So in a tree <laughs> in a tropical beach and then the camera like zooms in. And he kind of yawns and lifts his arms up and just, you can see the sun rising. And he gets up, goes down to his little monkey kitchen and uh, there's a blender, coffee machine. So this <laughs> is basically when the monkeys from the Tetley advert 
made their money, moved over to the tropical it's island. A tax dodging monkey. The tax dodging <laughs> yeah, monkey. Like, yeah. The Panama monkeys. Yeah, the, the Panama, Panama monkeys. monkeys. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, he wakes up, goes down, like does the yawn and stretch, and comes down, and then starts like chopping up fruit. And uh, gets goes into the little freezer, gets out a bag of ice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what music, but I think like, <laughs> and then the, the monkey's like fixing a drink, um, gets the blender out, gets everything in. So basically, it's like quite heavy on the monkey preparing things, juggling mangoes, you know, uh, doing all these like bar tricks, flipping the bottles, you know, throwing it up and down, just just because that's how the monkey wakes up, right? And then towards the end, he just makes the the drink. And relaxes in a banana hammock at the end, just drinking it. So what is the drink? The Do you drink, know what banana yeah. hammock is though. Is it? Is it not uh, the type uh, of no, hammock? Banana, that's no, that's not the sort of hammock. Speedos. Is it? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That's, that's a different type What's of a, video you've been I watching. I thought a hammock. <laughs> no, yeah. a hammock. Is like, yeah. I think yeah. you meant like a hammock that's sh- that shaped like a banana, right? Not like yeah, a, like not yeah. like a jocks. I thought, but it was thing. also a name of for a type of because it looks like a banana when it's between two trees. No, that's just a hammock. All right, okay. Uh, a, ban- <laughs> <laughs> a banana hammock is a set of, um, well, speedos, essentially. Right, okay. So, so wait, do you know, I've been channeling this <laughs> right? an action yeah, scene so. from Friends. See, I never knew that. I, I was never familiar with the phrase banana hammock, yeah. either yeah. as a type of hammock yeah. <laughs> or a type of swimwear, to it be was, honest. Yeah. I love all that long-winded detail for essentially, like, a sexy chimp, you're saying, in speedos. No, Couldn't well, you just started with that? Like, No, he's got, like, he's just relaxing, he's got sunglasses. On, Don't do it again. Hat. It was long enough at first. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, we're, we're do, you want, do you want more descriptors? No, 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 I'm good. <laughs> okay. I, think, I, think, I think we're done with that one. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, um, Vlad, yes. uh, what is your alcohol ad for well, your new drink? My alcohol ad, I have actually just done in voiceover. Oh, nice. Here we go. So it's... Uh, there is no imagery for it as yet. It could be a radio ad, who knows? No, no, yeah, go. We'd love to hear this. Nobody likes being without a roof over their head. Nobody chooses to sleep rough. Sometimes you just need something to help you out. White Lightning Cider. <laughs> supporting homelessness since 1985. <laughs> I'm liking that. Do you know your first person, this is a fourth show, who actually has made an advert? All right. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 kind of, we always thought it was just going to be a pitch dump. Yeah. I'm loving that. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. White Lightning, no, you're going back there as well. That's, that, can you still get that? I, I don't know. I think it was one of those ones that really suffered when they brought in minimum pricing. Yeah, no, yeah. I, the whole minimum pricing thing has mm. got me. It, right. What I don't like about it is how whiskey companies try to make it about them. Yeah. I well, they always do. Because it was like, uh, we'll not mention any names or that kind of stuff, but certain large whiskey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got behind this idea of the whiskey directive to make this this idea of minimum pricing that mm. was going to affect them. There was two whiskeys affected. Grants were affected, and I think it added about nine pence to it. Oh, were grants affected? I think I think it added about nine pence. Yeah, and I think maybe some of the, the own brand yeah, ones labels were affected, yeah. but it was pennies that was added yeah, to it. Sure, totally. it was the ciders that were affected, right? Is right. that right? Yeah, yeah, because they they make so much. Yeah, so I did a corporate uh, in Leaven in the you know the bottling plant and yeah. big bonded warehouse to have uh, where well. Pretty much this is probably a lawsuit now. Pretty much all of the where all the geobotry happens now, Dave. And it was two days before Christmas, 23rd of December. It was the staff Christmas party. Mm. 
where they had a free bar at lunchtime and God knows how long that went on into the evening. <laughs> but I was doing a stand-up set at about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon and they were at pains to say I could not do material that promoted irresponsible drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and they were giving their employees a free bar. <laughs> on top of that, if you were given free alcohol at three o'clock in the afternoon, round about the shortest day in, well, in leaving, <laughs> yeah. you would take advantage of that, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you would. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone gets greedy in a free bar. No, I hate it when a free bar runs out, because uh, especially during Edinburgh and the Fringe, you get those parties that yeah, people blag their way into, and there's always a free bar, and then so people get really generous and say, I'll get this lot in. <laughs> and yeah. some poor bastard gets stuck at the bar getting, getting in six pints when the free bar's been cut yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no! And, oh, so I was going to say, I have my work do down the road. And uh, I won't say where I work, but what I will say is I caught a glimpse of the till. They didn't tell anyone it was going to f- be a free bar in Glasgow because there was about 100 people mm, that turned yeah. up because half the people were like, oh, I don't want to go, you know, because they said it wasn't going to be a free bar. And then they surprised everyone. Uh, 12 grand. I saw the bar tab at the end of the night. And like we got in late as well. It was about seven till about midnight. Yeah. And 12 grand, like it was a cocktail bar. And everyone was ordering like drinks like two or three at a time. They were like, everything is on, including all the top shelf stuff. Oh. Mental. Well, when we do our live version of this show, which is going to be part of the Glasgow Comedy Festival next year. Oh, is it? Plug, plug, plug. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, it's actually going to be in a cocktail bar in Glasgow. Detail. It's not going to be a free bar. <laughs> it's yeah, not no, going to no, be. No, no, he's he's, he's just going to say that. There, yeah. yeah. there will be cocktails as part of the ticket. Yeah, there'll be one so, free cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not as, as the finish manager yeah. kicks in, they go, there will be one free cocktail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, excellent. Yes, so let's move on to the next section. So we move on to one of my favourite actual additions to the show, and it is the Alco Facts of History. This we ask our panel to show off their special historical drinking facts or stories. So Thomas, will you Hello. tell us this month's drinking fact of history? Well, this fact has been not substantiated as true, but a lot of people believe it to be true, and that is the wrestler Andre the Giant reportedly once drank 156 beers, which equates to... 73.8 litres. That's a lot of liquid. And at one point as well, he apparently said to a doctor, it takes at least two litres of vodka for him to feel warm, in inverted commas. That's good. The, the man was a proper legend in the real sense may, of the world. May I just add that if I had two litres of vodka, I'd be feeling warm for a very different reason. <laughs> you'd probably be dead. Yeah, you'd mm. be cold. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I meant I'd piss myself then. Oh, I'd die. Right. Yeah. Or maybe I'd but die I then piss yeah. myself, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's more like He's it. one of the things that, if that, that's true, yeah. I think it's one of the kind of facts or unprovable facts that he is the mm. person to have drank the most in one setting of alcohol and yeah. not die. Absolutely, yeah. It's, I think so, yeah. But, I mean, but he is dead, isn't he? He is dead. We can't <laughs> ask him because he is dead. <laughs> well, so see, that's, that's the why thing. it's Giants unsubstantiated. Gold, unfortunately, yeah. that's the thing. So was he that Vince pissed McMahon. when he was actually wrestling? He, but see, that's the thing. He could drink that much and not be that pissed because he was just mm. huge. Mm. His body metabolism right. was just massive, you know what I mean? 
they, these sessions he was talking, I think there was 117 drinks was the, 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 the one that can be proved, and the other yeah, one was the wrestler. Yeah, the wrestler. They said one, yeah. he drank more. Uh, Who was that snooker player that uh, legally challenged um, Revenue and Customs because he was uh, wanted his beer to be taxed? Was it Alex Higgins? No, it wasn't Alex no. Higgins. Uh, what was the Canadian guy? What was he called again? I don't remember. Uh, but he was on beta blockers, and the only way he could get... The only thing that would calm down with his beta blockers was to drink Christ knows how many pints before he played snooker. And that was his focus point. Yeah, so. and he said he needed it for his work, and he won the case. That's awesome. Imagine having tax-deductible beer. Mm. Says he, Ian, as part of a podcast that I get to clean <laughs> back the drink for. Uh, I think, so, uh, Bill Werbenick. Bill Werbenick, that yeah. was it. Yeah. that's it, yeah. I, that just came to me there. I was <laughs> just wondering how many times Google. you could get it wrong. Yeah, you'd yeah. Be like, is this slander? I don't know. No, no, he actually no. is actually on court record. He, he yeah. won the case. Right, right, that's, that's good the news. Dream. Thanks for that, Thomas. Raheel, what is your alco fact of history? Right, okay, so there's a few uh, different statistics for this, but the one that I'll go for is from the BBC, where it says uh, £4.36 billion worth of whiskey exports to the world from Scotland. So that's, yeah, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, and Ian was saying that it's actually more mm. in reality, but this is just from the, you know, the HMRC yep. revenue. That's what they can prove. And, uh, you know, it got me thinking about, like, obviously whiskey is a, a big investment thing as well. There's I, th- like I think there's some statistic that says there's £135 every second is made from Scotch whiskey. Mm. Yeah. From whiskey sales. It's every second. Yeah. Because I also know that whiskey, like, appreciates quite well. Uh, I think the range, the lowest I saw was like a 5% like yield mm. for it as an investment product. And obviously it can go all the way up to like crazy amounts of money. And uh, there's even a, a place in Glasgow called the Whiskey Bond. And that was invented like in 1957 to actually store the whiskey as an investment product. Mm. And uh, like people do it in Asia, all over the place yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, in, especially in Asia and stuff. That's yeah. quite a big status symbol to drink whiskey. Mm. Yeah, no, but to keep it as an investment, yeah. Yeah. which is frankly fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, financially, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I literally just spat yeah. in over myself in that sense. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, cause yeah. it's not just Scotland. Mm. But if you look at specific parts of Scotland, yeah. yeah. so if you look at Isla... Mm-hmm. I think now they've got nine distilleries, definitely, or definitely eight. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what the population of Isla is, but it's small. Yeah. But they have the highest per capita contribution to revenue and customs of any, yeah. any part, any of, part of the UK. Crazy, and if you go to Isla, the roads are terrible. <laughs> so you don't get any of that bloody money back. That's, yeah, no, that, that, that's yeah. what happens, yeah. though. The, 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 I think it's 80% mm. of the entirety of the, the UK's export of food and drink mm. is whiskey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I'll run these figures by you again. <laughs> you know, that's how ridiculous it is. It's that so, big a product. Well, the date keeps shifting, but <laughs> oh, come yeah. the time we can't export or import yeah. anything because we've driven the country over a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have loads of whiskey. Yeah. I know in the 90s, 
uh, Wales was actually relabeling Scottish whiskey as Welsh whiskey. Oh, really? Really? And then they came in and they were like, "You can't do this. This is you, this is a scam." Yeah. Because there were no distilleries at the time. Mm. But um, I think it might have even been the EU that were like, "Yeah, this is just not oh. right." It may well have been. Well yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's a protected term. Yeah, yeah. But, but now there are. There's at least yeah. one distillery. In yeah, Wales. very good. Pendarin whiskey, lovely whiskey. I think they're starting another one as well. But mm. shout out to Pendarin, please give me free whiskey. <laughs> no, it's very good, Pendarin. Yeah. Pendarin is made from beer. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, all whiskey is made from yeah. beer, yeah. but Pendarin get their mash from a brewery. They don't. Have, they don't have their own mash tuns because most distilleries have their have own their mash own, tuns. Yeah. Which but is why um, gins become such a big thing because yeah. it's an actual byproduct of the the process of making the whiskey from the yep. beer makes something that can be turned into gin. Yeah, so. and secondly, yeah. you can do it in half the time. I mean, <laughs> we we did have a bottle of Edinburgh gin that was supposed to be here today, but unfortunately, we we tanned that over, we, we the, did, over yes. the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Saturday during what was supposedly a writing session, but very little <laughs> writing was done. <laughs> I wrote stuff down. I don't know if I can read it though. <laughs> My whiskey experience is Jack Daniels and Coke as a kid, and then ruining someone's yeah. leather cream sofa. So I I don't yeah. I'm not into my whiskey. Did, you, did really. you find like it made you aggressive when you drank it at all? Like because nah, they say that. Partic- yeah, no. they do say yeah, that. Yeah. 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 yeah, only made that kind of phrase a, mm. a nippy sweetie or like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think it depends. It's like your genetic makeup sure. influences in it. It's not just. Yeah, what, yeah I think a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So oh well, I get aggressive with whiskey. Yeah, that's because you're fucking aggressive anyway. It's my jeans. They're too tight, my boss. So, Vlad, what is your alcohol fact of history? Well, alcohol has contributed a hell of a lot to the world's culture and history. Uh, In fact, I was just thinking that last end of last week when we had the commemoration of the D-Day landings, and you know, this World War Two. which is effectively won by a functioning alcoholic yeah. Uh, yeah. against uh, a teetotaler. Well, there you are. Alcohol <laughs> wins, ladies and gentlemen. Churchill used to drink it. Churchill used to drink it. Breakfast. Used to drink. He completely ignored all the rationing. That's right. Yeah, it was all right for him. Yeah, yeah he, he drank champagne. He drank champagne at breakfast. Every day, pretty much. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what happens when you're in charge. But you look at... Uh, you look at our culture, though. You look at Scotland and, and Wales. Um, the Celtic. Are, well, no, but I'm just thinking about Welsh culture and Scottish culture. Scotland's national bard was Robert Burns, was, yeah. who mm-hmm. was a functioning alcoholic. And Wales's national bard, much more recently, Dylan Thomas, mm-hmm. who drank, drank upwards of 20 yeah. pints a day. Yeah. Mm. He died a penniless alcoholic yeah. in New York. Mm, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. There's no if you ever drink in New York, that's probably what happens to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah so probably, expensive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you've read the of Dylan Thomas going to New York, they just because they just couldn't believe how much the guy drank. Yeah, <laughs> it was almost like he, he almost drank himself to death because he was in New York because it became this kind of thing, dude. Yeah. Oh, let's just see how much this guy can yeah, drink. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he ran up huge tabs, and because yeah. he was like really good friends with Richard Burton that's mm. all he had to say he was like well I'm friends well, with him there is that, that when we're in the New York thing that idea of the they'll celebrate you for your weirdness but I'd forgotten he was a good mate of Richard Burton because Richard Burton apparently during the filming of Where Eagles Dare 
was drinking a bottle and a half of vodka before <laughs> before going on set. Vodka, the most popular alcohol <laughs> in the world. Did I see those velvety tones in check yeah. somehow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Hollywood in those days had a... Cause John, John Crawford had to be... They wouldn't let John Crawford drink in set. So she used to inject oranges with vodka. I know a barman who will remain nameless because this, I think, is probably strictly illegal. <laughs> uh, who, in order to diffuse difficult situation with a pissed up punter who's obviously far too drunk to be served, will pretend to give them a vodka and coke. Mm. And what they'll do is they'll just get a bit of vodka on their finger rub it around the rim of the glass and just give them a glass of coke. Mm-hmm. And so the person is much more sedated because they think they're getting they're a drink. Yeah. And then they're actually better off because they're actually hydrating themselves a bit. And a placebo effect. Yeah. I yeah. thought you were just going to confirm my suspicions and that's every nightclub ever just waters down <laughs> their vodka. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. Yeah. On that bombshell, I think we'll move on to the next section. So, now we have new cocktails. We get the creative juices flowing and we'll get a panel to invent us a new drink. So, Thomas, what is your new cocktail for us? My cocktail is a bit of a strange one. It is uh, it's peanut butter. It's cream. It's soy milk as well. It's a Weetabix blended in. And then Ugh. half a litre of vodka. Now, I call it the anaphylactic surprise. <laughs> Okay, because it's the most common allergic things. You can garnish it with a prawn if you want to, but I wouldn't suggest it. So these are all the things you're most likely to be anaphylactic. I would say, yeah, they're the sort of most common. Peanut butter, obviously. Yeah, Yeah. the peanut butter, the cream, milk allergy, soy. People are allergic to soybeans. Wheat a bit, wheat intolerance. This should just be called the fuck you. That's literally. I've lived into a a certain section of my life where I was actually misdiagnosed as being celiac or like gluten intolerant. Exactly, (laughs) put a Weetabix in it just because I thought. Actually, when I found out I wasn't had celiac disease, I ordered uh, a pizza and got uh, six cans of beer. So that was the best day of my life, honestly. But uh, feel sorry for the people who can't enjoy that. But Mm -hmm. what do you think of my cocktail? Would you give it a little sip? No. No, it sounds I mean, horrible. It sounds yeah, yeah. It sounds, it is, I'm, I'm uh, enjoying the hate behind it. I really am. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, uh, the Empress standing over there from Star Wars going, good, good. It's not like I'm going like to intentionally try and feed it to people. But then again, if you are this heavily allergic to shit, maybe you should ask what's in it before you eat it or consume it. But Word the, of warning. The texture is going to be horrible. Is yeah. that what you're most concerned we, about? Yeah, I'm all about I don't about know. Peanut feel. butter, cream with a bit of soy milk, is a blended wheat a bit. crunchy or? Blend it nice and a good load of vodka. I mean, it would be just brown with a lot of vodka in it, wouldn't it? Yeah. I drank like a cocktail once that had a, a a real snake in the bottle. Oh, right. You know, like one of those, I think it was like from Indonesia or something. Uh, nice. Um, yeah, it tasted exactly how you'd imagine. I, have uh, I know someone who yeah. ate the worm. I've not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you? Worm, yeah. I've, I've let's go. I was out there at Tijuana. Right. I was working. Yeah. I, I mean, really, I don't recommend. Yeah. No, I've heard. Could no. you keep it down? Like for about the first four hours, yes. Oh. But then, I'd and then it came back to life. <laughs> crawl, yeah. crawl, and then crawl. <laughs> but no, no, it came out at Which high end? speed. The, the top. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank uh, God. No, I yeah. don't recommend. <laughs> Horrific. No, no. So, Jesus, uh, yeah. Raheel, can we have your cocktail, please? Uh, yeah, so, well, like I said, the advert that I had before, this is for this cocktail. 
I still think that like I basically just want to be that monkey. We all really want to be that monkey. My retirement plan. Uh, oh, yeah. not, not climbing in a banana hammock at yeah, the end. But of okay, this. yeah, yeah. Well, but, just a but normal we... hammock. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this is going to be uh, it's a twist on a frozen daiquiri. So it's going to be a tropical mango frozen daiquiri. Um, so Caribbean tropical cocktail, uh, like a, a liquidized adult solero kind of like, you know, so it's, it's all about the texture and the taste and the, the mouthfeel. There's no hatred behind it. <laughs> like <you're telling laughs> I was going to say, any Weetabix? No, 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 this is all, so it's like, um, I even thought about like adding some other like super fruits into it, but I think, you know, just tropical mango. Uh, it's going to be made with uh, a double measure of Morgan Spice Rum, a double measure of uh, Russian Standard Vodka. <laughs> yep. And uh, 300 grams of ice fresh mango as well as mango pulp and you have to get the right type of mango pulp it has to be the the quesar mango yeah, pub. Okay. No, no, yeah. Yeah. Listen I used to, up, I used to make mango pulp yeah yeah no because that's the sweeter uh, mango the alfons mango isn't as sweet it takes like longer to ripen uh, it's a bit more like watery, so this has got higher sugar content. I always content. eat when they've gone off and they're if a bit you're not fizzy, laughing, you know. you're Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, like, <laughs> say, say what you will about my shitty cocktail. It was a talking point, yeah. you know. You're just, like, you're just making a nice drink. But then this is going like... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather drink mine. <laughs> I'd rather drink honest, yours as I well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's got a, a Solero ice lolly just on top. My hatred's still there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just it just sounds like a really lovely drink. <laughs> That's what I'm going to make that when See, I go home. I, I nearly like, said that we'll wait for the callback. Oh, right, right. Because I knew you were doing it. Yeah. I knew when you'd be doing it, you'd messed up the order of the actual show. I mean, I wrote it down. I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you looked at that board when you were about to say your name, so yeah, I was getting yeah. really concerned about what was going on over there. A little bit yeah. of the mystery being stolen there. I did, I did think that this was next week. <laughs> like, so. Well, if we pretend hard enough. <laughs> so, moving on. Is it next week yet? <laughs> where where have you been all week? <laughs> it's been <laughs> like magic of radio. <laughs> oh, Vlad, what is your new cocktail? My new cocktail. 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 See, this yeah. is why I, I love taking the shows because <laughs> when we actually get to this point, yeah. we usually have drank quite a bit. I'm like, my my new cocktail is called the Scotch Rail, and uh, it is a Scotch whiskey. Uh-huh. Rum and ale. Oh, I like that. No, so it uh, is uh, abbreviated to Scott Rail, and it makes you go very slowly. <laughs> to the point, sometimes you have to be cancelled. Yeah, I was going yeah. <laughs> to say, if you order it, sometimes it might yeah. not show up. Yep. Yeah, you won't show up to work on things time get, if you have it. Yeah. Things get pretty hairy on the way out of Queen Street at 11.30 at night. And sometimes it can make your toilets go out of order. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah that's uh, I think yeah you've gone for simplicity there as yep. well so ladies and gentlemen let's move on to the next round so we'll move on to my favourite round and as finish the alcohol so question one the problem with the world is that everyone is stupid <laughs> hates <pro> me <laughs> the problem with the world is that everyone doesn't become a happy drunk uh, no. The problem with the world is that everyone is a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the problem with the world is that everyone is a few drinks behind. That's Humphrey Bogart. Okay, so we'll move on to the next one. It takes only one drink to get me drunk. The trouble is, 
have to hide it from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually pissed before I drink it. Nice. <laughs> it could kill a medium-sized donkey. <laughs> That's a big drink. That's quite a lot of drink. <clears throat> the, <laughs> yeah, the problem with the drink uh, that takes me to get drunk is the problem is I can't remember if it's the 13th or the 14th. That was George Burns, mm. the very great George Burns. Okay, the next question. I drink too much the last time I... Uh, got hospitalised. Yeah. <laughs> I drink too much the last time I... I warning. took it up the arse to get another bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> the last time I drink too much the last time I... Lever told me I'd taken it to foie gras. That's for you, that pun there. <laughs> <laughs> that. Oh, come on. <laughs> Somebody force-feeding you that? Oh, <laughs> oh come, on. come on. No, of course the line is, I drank too much the last time I gave a urine sample as an Oliver, the very great Roger Dagerfield there. Um, okay, the next question. I like to have a martini, two at very most, after three, I'm... Bit frisky. <laughs> I'm social hand grenade. A social hand grenade. I like that one. <laughs> That's good. Bond. James Bond. Oh, okay. And then I'm being escorted out for sexual harassment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it's, I like to have a martini, two at the very most. After three, I'm under the host, which is, you know, of course, Dorothy Parker yes. there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next question. Always a sober way you say you'll do drunk. That will teach to be humble. <laughs> Always a sober way you say you'll do drunk. That way it'll teach you to stay sober. <laughs> That's actually probably a good one. Thomas? It will teach you to climb scaffolding with great care. Because oh, you're always oh. like, yeah, I could climb that. Yeah, that will yeah. teach you to not turn up pissed for your driving test. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> or hit deers in the process. <laughs> <laughs> always do sober when you say you're drunk. That will teach you to keep your mouth shut. Of course, that was Ernest Hemingway. Okay, so the question here is, here's to alcohol. Cheers. You <laughs> <laughs> can like tell you've already written this episode. So, here's to alcohol. Here's more alcohol. Here's <laughs> even more alcohol. <laughs> I'm liking There's lots more. of alcohol. I'm liking just more and more. Here's to alcohol. The social lubricant to a rusty conversationalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poignant. Yeah, so here's to alcohol. The rose-coloured glasses of life. That's F. Scott Fitzgerald there. So, uh, oh, you hate your job. Why didn't you say so? There's a support group for that. It's called? Unemployment. <laughs> My, mine is in a similar vein. <laughs> so it's called? Mine is called The Job Centre, and that name is very misleading. It's yeah. the last place you'll find a job. Yeah. It's called? Going to the pub at lunchtime. I'm not coming back (laughs) You're not far off It's actually Oh you hate your job Why didn't you say so There's a support group for that It's called Everybody They meet at the bar And that was of course Drew Carey Okay so I don't drink these days I'm allergic to alcohol And narcotics I Was that just a fact Or is that That's a question I like it I like it I don't drink these days I'm allergic to alcohol And narcotics I Have a very dull life (laughs) <laughs> oh, that, that actually made me a little sad. No, yeah. I don't drink these days. I'm allergic to drugs and alcohol. I, not alcohol and narcotics. I. They aren't cool. Stay in school. Experiment in university. Once you've worked hard enough to fuck it all up. Peace. There we go. <laughs> so, so as uh, Thomas went a little Doc Dre, yeah. uh, we go. Yeah. I don't drink these days. I'm allergic to alcohol and narcotics. I break out in handcuffs, and that, of course, was yeah. Robney Downey Jr. Last call for alcohol. So the last bell has rung. Time for Elliot to let us know who's picking up the tab. 
Yes, it is time to close the doors and give out the scores. Based on the monthly recommendation of alcohol units, every player is ranked out of a total of 90. And after this month's glorious guzzling glory, this month's Brill Boozer is Vladimir McTavish with a total of 69. In the middle is Raheel Ahmed with 49. And picking up the tab this month is the Quaff Wombler Thomas Craven of 48. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share and subscribe. Taking part in this month in drinking history was Thomas Craven, Rachel Ahmed and Vladimir McTavish. The questions were attempted to be asked by me, Ian PC, and keeping an eye on the bar tab was Elliot Simpson. Remember, this is just a bit of fun. Please always drink responsibly and if you have any problems with alcohol, please go to the website drinkaware.co.uk. This podcast was sponsored by The Comedian Tattoo and you can find out more about comedy events on the website goodtattoos.com forward slash comedy. Time, please!